This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts, uh, the podcast where I haven't received a boat, uh, I haven't gotten a new car, I'm not getting any of these things that I'm kind of dreaming of getting yet. Uh, I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm, uh, why am I starting the podcast this way? There's never any telling how I'm going to start the podcast, and if we're going to avoid talking about flooding or rain, it is going to rain tomorrow. That may be driving some of my anxiety as my home just continues to flood and flood and flood. Let's get into the podcast. Today's guest is so wonderful. It's Allison Rosen. Allison, Hello. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm so excited to be here. I campaigned to be a guest. <laughs> I all but stalked you. I made little passive-aggressive jokes. I think I said that I was in your bushes outside waiting for my formal invitation. Uh, I grinded. I ground. You've got to put in the grind. That's right. I was a boss. Girl, babe. Girl, boss, bitch. I don't know what I I was. All those things. And here I am. And it has come true. And you mentioned not uh, talking about flooding. And there's a fountain that is, uh, it's very, it's nice and it's serene. But I'm wondering, is it making you nervous? The sound of any water at this point. I am not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. You haven't showered in weeks, I right? I smell horrible. I'm covered in grease. Uh, no, really, when it begins raining, my body is just is tense until it stops. Okay. I go to bed at night just thinking, well, the water is going to be coming and there's nothing I can do. Yes. Just try to get some level of rest because the anxiety will begin the moment you wake up. I mean, you are in sort of a hilly part. I don't want to give away your exact coordinates. <laughs> no, we can, in... we can name the street. We can name the street number, whatever okay. we want. You are in like a hilly, should we name the Thomas Guide? Uh, <laughs> the the coordinates. Yes, exactly. Get out your Thomas Guides, folks. Start <laughs> heading east. <laughs> Page 89, <laughs> L5. Um, you are in, like, is your house going to roll down the street? What happens? Does I the water come into your bed? I kind of want the house to roll down the street <laughs> at this point. I'm like, what? A, I mean, that would maybe the only solution is for it to come just completely collapse. Right. Because, I mean, we've tried three sides of the place that are flooding. Mm-hmm. There's one remaining wall that I must be the problem. 
Of course, the guy that's supposed to be fixing it was supposed to be here yesterday. Oh, did not show maybe up. Maybe he washed away. I hope so. There's got to be a good excuse there yes. because I've had it. He may show up mid-podcast. Just prepare yourself for a bonus Ooh, guest. I love it. Uh, a cameo. Yeah, cameo. And then there'll be me running around with him telling him my theories of flooding. Mm-hmm. I've been digging. I've been putting my hands through all sorts of dirt, looking for holes in the house. I've become a little detective. In your house, you have kind of a back thing. I'm so sorry to the listener. We talk about rain all the time. <laughs> okay. But I'm curious your, about... Your rain is my termites. I've <gasps> got a little termites? termite problem. Oh, tell me about your termites. Okay. Let's well, get my mind off of water. <laughs> I love it because my listeners are tired of hearing about termites. <laughs> so now your listeners the can grow tired. <laughs> of homes just being destroyed. No I know. This is a very California... Yes. It's a very California 2023 kind of situation podcast. The cliff of... The end of the world situation. Exactly. It's pre-apocalyptic. Okay. So maybe two to three years ago, I saw termite. Have you ever had termites? No. I mean, that'll be next. Let's be honest. Probably. They're just waiting for it to dry out and then they're going (laughs) to move in. So the way you know you have termites, um, or at least I believe dry wood termites, I too have become a bit of a detective, (laughs) is you see tiny, it almost looks like pepper, but tiny little pieces of wood, which is termite poop, which sounds gross, but it's really, they just like eat wood and then poop it out. So it's tiny little bits of wood. Yeah. Um, It doesn't have to be black. Like if they're eating wood that is painted black, then it'll be black. If they're eating white wood, it'll be white. It's just kind of a fun. Tiny, tiny, teensy, tiny little pellets of tiny though. So I saw that in my studio, which is what you were referring to. Right, right. um, Like a little back house, which I use as my podcast studio at our house. It's not a back back house makes it sound like majestic and like a guest house. It's 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 got at least 10 bedrooms, be honest. (laughs) Right. I've seen it, it. It does take up two zip codes, but I'm telling you, it's <laughs> humble. It's a humble abode situation. So it does have a 10 car garage. The only thing but, that sets it apart is its separate pool. From yes, your, you know, exactly. But other than that, right. average home. Right. So anyway, uh, I saw that and we called someone out and they're like, yeah, you, you do need a tent for termites and mm. it's going to be thousands upon thousands. And even mm-hmm. though I do have a 10-car garage, multiple <laughs> swimming pools, multiple zip codes, it's time to tighten the belt. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to, I don't want to spend thousands of dollars, but also it's the inconvenience. Of course. Of you have to leave. You would have to leave even your own home. You have to leave your own. Yes. Right. Because they're like, we can't guarantee that gas or whatever they use from we can't guarantee that the Cyclone B from the back studio isn't going to like sneak into your house What's or something. What's happening to the neighbors? Right? <laughs> but I, I am questioning this thing of like, they can't guarantee that it won't like sneak in through yeah. your electrical lines. Or, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, you have to leave. And then, but you also have to like leave your house so that people can get in and out. It just seems very daunting. And you also have to like, get rid of or tie up all your food, all your toiletries, all your, I mean, it's a, it's like moving. This is too much. I should just move. So I said, this is insane. I'm going to solve this problem myself. And I just sprayed insecticide in like in various spots. And then the problem went away. It went away. You did solve the problem. Well, for a while I did. How long? A couple years. Oh, wow. That's impressive. I mean, maybe speaking of side hustles. That was, Rosen extermination. <laughs> yes. Mm. that I mean, that was the tenor of my over-discussing it on the podcast was me just heralding 
my do-it-myselfness because they said, you can't do it yourself. And nah, I sure did. And then the problem was gone. I was documenting various other insects I would occasionally see. Had a bit of a millipede problem. That confused oh God, everyone. Where are these bugs coming well, from? Well, it turned out I had received a tree. Oh. Talk about saying no gifts. Trojan I had, horse. That's right. I had received a, a millipede. I should have been... I should have realized when they said, here's your millipede tree, that that <laughs> might be the source of them. So anyway. What is a millipede? Oh, I, I mean, c- it's a continue. Tiny, I've got questions. We can no, circle back to millipedes. No, a millipede is like, it's like the length of like half of your pinky and it's like a tiny little worm. Bigger than a centipede or smaller? It's narrower. Because okay. wait, a centipede is like a worm with a bunch of little legs. It's got all the legs and apparently they can bite. Can they bite? I don't know. I've never been bitten by one. A millipede it's really like inoffensive in terms of okay. things you'd find, but I just was freaked out by finding them in my bathroom. I mean, it had really traveled far from the tree. Wow. <laughs> really, yeah. So anyway, long story short, flash forward to, I don't know, six months ago when I still have done nothing about it. But not only was I finding termite poop, but actual termites. Oh, no. And that means oh. you're like moments away from... I, your house falling down on you. I don't know oh, what. Oh, boy. And there were a lot of people, including a listener who's an exterminator, who are like, I told you so. You cannot tackle this yourself. We love an expert listener. You know, when I, the I, listener is offering their advice and they know what they're I talking about. But I should have listened to them yes. is the thing. Yes, yes. I should have listened. So now we really need to take care of it. But I'm like waiting until we're just going to take a vacation or something instead of I cannot bring myself to leave the house to save the house no 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 no. it's just too inconvenient and especially if, I mean what really is the worst case scenario I mean how long can they go for before the house is actually destroyed I mean in the course of my research into termites I did learn that like they can destroy or eat through this much cubic oh boy. feet of wood in like years though I mean it's oh, okay, a slow right, moving problem right. It's like someone saying, and apologies because this is probably offensive. It's like someone saying, you have cancer, but don't worry. It's a really slow moving mm, one. Right. And then you, if you're me, are like, great, I will stick my hand, head in the sand. And just and wait, I'll wait for it until to take I'm. Me. Yes, exactly. So I think what happens is eventually it they do so much structural damage that just tenting won't solve the problem. And oh, and I then don't you're really rebuilding. Know, I guess. I mean, could you. I, is it an option to just go to Home Depot and buy some wood and take it back there and say, boys, take care of it and just feed them? Is that not I mean, an option for termites? Why had I not considered that? I think why that's Why had something... I not considered that? Right. It's like getting a scratching post for a cat. For the cat. Exactly. <laughs> and eating two by four for the termites. <laughs> right. Because they're eating old wood, Right. Presumably. Get them some fresh, yes. fresh off the block. We should also find out like what else they like. We have <laughs> drafted you into my problem. I'm, I'm happy to jump in on I'll this business opportunity. with Tupperware and we'll put it under your, your drips or whatever. <laughs> and then you can tell me what you, like, should we, should we get them a salt lick? What do they like? Oh, a salt lick makes sense. I mean, are deer the only thing that like a salt lick? Rabbits. Rabbits like mm-hmm. salt licks. Yes, I had a pet rabbit and we gave it a little spool of salt. Oh, that's so, and it would just li- sit there and lick at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like I could get into a salt lick. Have Everyone you... loves salt. Yes. Although, and this is not very yes, Andy, of me, um, but I feel like, yes, everyone loves salt, but just a straight up salt lick. Doesn't that sound a little much? I mean, I'm snacking by the TV. 
I've got my salt lick. Yeah. Yeah, you need some other things. I've got a sweet drink with right. me. Right, exactly. But it's a, it seems like a nice evening yeah. wind down, just you what and if, your salt lick. What if you had, you know, remember uh, Fun Dip, which had that lick-a-stick of thing? Of course. What if you had something like that, but it was a... So you have your sweet... Like, oh, dip, yeah. I like I like where this is headed. And then you have your salt lick that you're dipping into like guacamole, oh, ranch, interesting. salsa. Now, what I thought you were going to propose is you had a little stick and then a bag of salt, which you would dip the stick oh, into and then lick the salt off of. That is an even better idea. <laughs> Great for uh, blood pressure, this yes. sort of thing. Yes. That little stick they would give you in the... What is it called? The lick Fun stick? dip. Fun dip. That thing tasted terrible. The actual yes. stick was like a root beer flavor or something. It made no sense oh. with the thing they were giving I you. thought it was like just almost like unflavored sugar stick that didn't taste very good. I'm pretty sure they gave it a flavor. Okay. It, and it looked like a piece of chalk. Yes. Speaking of uh, chalk and bugs, have you ever used the magic ant chalk to take no. care of ants? No, but I have a real fear of ants. Oh. Tell me everything, please. Well, it's essentially illegal. So that's oh. the first thing you need to know. Okay. You kind of have to go to like plant stores or whatever and almost whisper to the person at the cash register, do you have any magic ant chalk? Like exchanging an egg in 90210? <laughs> Wait, exchanging an egg? Oh, do you not know about this? No, what's okay. this? Okay, sorry. I want to get back to the magic ant chalk though. But because, this is way more important. Okay, but I will risk some kind of criminal charge being brought against me to have some kind of chalk that works on <laughs> my, my greatest foe ants so did you watch 90210 no okay but you're aware of it i'm fully aware there was an episode where they were going to a rave okay and the drug at the rave was euphoria which you and i know as ecstasy or e right um but anyway in order to get directions to the rave you had to go to i believe a convenience store and exchange an egg that was like the code (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wonder if that was based on some real life event or if the 90210 writers just went rogue. Well, I was a cool kid who never, ever went to a rave. Um, and <laughs> by that, I mean I was a real big dork. But I flirted with the idea of going to them because I had a friend, Jody who was, she was so cool that she left school because she got pregnant and went to like finish at an alternative. Like she was too wow, cool. Wow, she was doing it all. She was too cool for regular public school. Right. And she had a boyfriend who promoted raves. Wow. That's how cool she was. <laughs> She's the coolest. <laughs> she really was very and Jody cool. Jody is really a name of the cool friend who goes to a rave. Of course. Yeah. But anyway, she and I would sometimes help her cool boyfriend pass out flyers. And in this, I mean, there was, this is pre-internet. So you would just like go to where a concert was and then walk around the parking lot putting rave flyers <laughs> under the windshield wiper. Um, I later played in a band and I hated flyering and I was like, I refuse to believe this makes any difference whatsoever at all. Uh, but at this point I just wanted to be near the cool stuff. So, and in my mind, every time I say cool, it's K E W L. Of course. Right. We're all on the same page with you. So there. I like knew of raves and things <laughs> and I, I like found out about them and I knew that if you do ecstasy, your back could hurt the next day. And I was trying to come up with like, what's my story? Cause my parents would not have been down with any part of this. So I had to come up with a cover story, but then I just ultimately was too afraid. But I do think the deal with raves was, even though we were putting the, oh no, you know what? Sorry. We were putting the flyer that had the like rave graphic and the info, but there was a phone number you would call okay. to get the directions. Did so it go they, to a payphone or something? 
I don't know. Oh, I, don't I love think a I mysterious phone it. number. Yes. So I think there was some skullduggery that had to happen to get the address of it because it was an illegal, uh, an oh, illegal thing. I love this. Yeah. So this exchanging is... an egg is kind of potentially true-ish. Right. And so whimsical. Isn't it? The internet has ruined mystery. It has. It's taken all of this thrill. You're getting a piece of paper on your windshield and suddenly you're in the middle of a warehouse. I mean, back in so. the day, if you met someone, you you couldn't find out everything about them. No, and you may never see them again. No. It's it a, was a true misconnection. Yes. So wait, tell me about this the ant shock, please. It's incredible. I, we had ants, you know, in the yard, a few in the house. You get the ant shock. You mark just a small line uh, where they are. They become immediately confused as to where they are. That It breaks up the line of ants and they kind of just vanish. <gasps> they don't know where to go because I think they rely on sense of smell, probably. Yes, there's some kind of chemical communication they right. have. Right, and this totally devastates that, which sounds terrible, but <gasps> sounds look, mean. ants are terrible. Yeah. It's a pest. What are we talking about? It's a horrible little bug. Uh, but you put it, they disappear forever. They go Forever. away. They just say, this is not our place. This isn't where we can be productive. Oh, my God. It's, it really feels like magic. But why is it illegal? Well, probably because it's giving me cancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Along with the other slow-growing cancer you have? Yes. <laughs> I really, Take care I mean, of the it, chocolate first. It must have some horrible chemical in it. And I but think it's, it's not an insecticide. It's somehow worse. It's probably worse. I mean, now that we're saying it, I mean, it, like, maybe I've got it. them. Listeners are going to write in screaming at yeah. me. You've got to stop it. I do use gloves uh, while using it. So you it. have a stash of this. It's gone now. And oh. I tried to go back to get more. And the person. The store, at, the store was gone. <laughs> the building didn't exist. It was an empty lot. Susanna do. Uh, um, um, no, the Annalise. I, I did find some information about. Oh, Annalise has. Please. It does say, while the active ingredients are legal in the United States, the chalk itself is not legal there. Labeling often falsely claims the chalk is harmless to human beings and animals and safe to use, but chalks have been found to cause serious health problems and deaths. So you understand why I had to interrupt you. Oh, my God. Because I don't want you to die. Wait, deaths <laughs> in humans? Yeah. That's but that nice. must be like through eating it, right? You put sure. it, accidentally put it in the fun dip or... <laughs> God, yes. uh, I can't imagine just like a little pinch of it. I mean, I'm living You're proof. You're still here. Look, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to say, unless you swallow it, go <laughs> for it. I mean, I'd rather die than have ants in my home. I have met so many people because I do. Like, I have a problem with talking about insects, like in life and on my show, <laughs> because and it's a problem because no one wants to hear about it. And so I brought it to your show. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's now, make, it makes for great audio. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Because I become undone when I see a couple ants in my kitchen. I have like it, tried to institute a like, you guys, <laughs> no one eats food in the kitchen anymore because <laughs> the ants are, they're smelling it and they're coming. Mm -hmm. And then that doesn't go over well because it's like, well, but the kitchen is where you prepare food. Yeah, I'm of like, course. Well, we need to change, change yeah, what we're move doing. Move it into the bedroom. Start <laughs> making food in the bedroom. Oh my God. Get a little hot plate. Exactly. So... Yeah, I see a couple ants and I just become completely undone because I don't I don't exactly know why. I feel like I'm being invaded. I'm worried they're going to like climb up my butt when I'm asleep. I assume <laughs> that must be what I'm afraid of. That's where they're headed. I think so. That's the grand, that's the five-year plan for an ant. <laughs> At least they have goals. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've, I've heard so many people who are like, I mean, 
sure, I don't like them, but like, it's not a huge deal. I'm like, what is that like? I cannot imagine <laughs> right. being that sanguine about it. And do so do you think that's kind of your number one fear? Well, okay. It's funny you say this because I was listening to your episode with Betsy Sodaro, whom I love, and you were talking about fear of clowns. Oh, sure, sure. And how sure. there's three kinds of people. The yes. People who are genuinely afraid, yes. people who are not at all afraid, and then the people who claim to be afraid yes. for clout. <laughs> for clout. And I, it made me do some soul searching because who I- Who are you? I, I mean- Interesting. What's the point of- of, uh, you know, what am I preserving anymore? I'm going to tell you, <laughs> upon hearing that, I was like, oh, my God, I think I might be the third. Oh, I think no. I might be a big, fat phony. <laughs> well, at least you're uh, claiming it, you know? Yeah, well, I and I've never consciously been like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tell them I'm afraid of clowns and then reap the rewards. I've never done it like that. But the, the thing is, when I was a kid, I was genuinely afraid. Okay, sure. My, for my sixth birthday, my mom decided to surprise me. And I have a six-year-old. It's like a terrible age to do any sort You're of surprise. scared of everything. Santa Claus, everything. Normally, my husband picks up my son from school. But yesterday, I was with him, so I went in to pick him up. And my son almost cried in the car because he didn't want me to pick him up anymore wow. because he was expecting daddy. Six years old. That's how much they like things to be as expected. Mm -hmm. So six years old, it's my birthday party. I'm excited. And then suddenly <laughs> this freak with yarn hair, makeup and big <laughs> floppy shoes named Jojo is in, my, in our house. <laughs> And we have pictures of like Jojo doing his little clown show for the kids who are seated. And then I'm in the corner with just tears going down my <laughs> face. So I do not like clowns. I don't like that you can't really tell like if they mean you harm. They're just, I find them scary in general. And I've carried that with me. However, if I were to, it, to really think about it, am I truly afraid of a clown right now? As long as it's not like a clown with a knife who's trying to hurt me. Right. No. Like if there's a clown, you guys mentioned what if there was a clown in the backyard. Again, it'd be scary if anyone was just in the backyard. An unwanted presence. Right. But if there was a clown, I think I would catch myself. You know, I'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know that I'm really afraid anymore. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you're uh, owning up to that. Yeah. I mean, if you woke up in the middle of the night and there's a clown on the ceiling, I would, of course. I would be really afraid. But if there was anyone on the ceiling. Yes. What are you doing up there? Yes. What? How, how are you staying up there? Yes, is exactly. it through some kind of sticky pads <laughs> like insects have? <laughs> but another thing, I also have always thought that I was afraid of mice because when oh, I lived okay, in New well. York, we had a little mouse problem uh -huh. and it was, I had no peace of mind during the, I mean, it was awful. The way I am about insects now, that's how I was about mice then. I um, apologies to all my coworkers who had to hear it. <laughs> But anyway, I brought this up on my show. I had a guest, this guy, RJ City, who has a genuine spider phobia. Like, okay, sure. He can't, if you show him a clip from the Muppets where there's a spider, like a puppet spider. Like a big Muppety he's spider? He's afraid of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's like truly, a, it's a true phobia. He cannot. And I said that I have musophobia. I think that's what it's called, like a fear of mice. And he's like, do you really have, a, is it a genuine phobia or... And I was like, well, like if I, you know, I can watch Ratatouille. If I see mice in a pet store, which do those even exist it's, anymore? Uh, I don't know that independently. We've got the big box. We've got a pet. <laughs> right. Is it pet smart or pet smart? To me, it's pet smart. But now I don't know, like smart about pets, but They're pet They're not smart. clear about the name of that business. No, pet smart. It makes, could be pet smart. Right. Pets smart. 
What you're proposing makes more sense. Kind of like a Walmart Kmart. Yeah. Is it Walls Mart? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or Wall Smart? Yeah, pet. What if it's Wall Smart? Oh, no, but there's no S there's in there. There's no S. I, I, was, I wasn't going to correct you, but uh, there's I, that, there is that dash in between the two. Maybe that takes the place of the S. Right. It's like a, a Wheel of Fortune type situation. Yes. Name this big box retailer. Right. I'll, right. Uh, and I'm, I'll buy an S. I'll buy an like, S. Oh, oh, my God. What, what is she doing? <laughs> and then I go viral. But <laughs> Walsmart. <laughs> I got it. It's Walsmart. But anyway, he was like, I want to suggest to you, you don't have a true mouse phobia you just don't want mice in your house, which is very normal. Oh, and I was interesting. Like, oh, my God. So I've okay. been claiming two phobia. I'm like that person that shows up at a support group, but like doesn't really need the support. I'm just, need- I'm just lonely. She's taking up our time. I, uh, I wonder. Yeah, but the bug I actually thing. can have just one. <laughs> I mean, I have a mouse and rat phobia. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can look at Rizzo the rat. Sure. That, but like that's a Muppet. I, I can look at yeah. the Muppet. I can look at Ratatouille. But in real life, the, the presence of a rat or a mouse, I wig out. What if it's in a store in like a little habitat? Can't look at it. Okay. The naked tail, the idea of those yeah, teeth. I know. The small naked hands, everything about it. I mean, it's making me... I shouldn't even be describing it's it It's making right you now. uncomfortable it's right making now. making me really uncomfortable. Okay. I mean... But do you have you done what I did, which is try to figure out where is this coming from? Because the truth is, like, I like little, I like animals. Mm-hmm. If there was a bird near me or a rabbit near me, I'm not going to freak out. Certain birds, maybe if they were like going to attack me. But right. So why are why am I so freaked out by mice or rats? Well, I can tell you why I'm so freaked out yes. by them. I had a rat, and the listeners may know this already. I've talked about it in the past. I had a rat in first grade as a pet. Oh. It escaped to live in our garage and become rabid. I mean, we don't know for sure it was rabid, but it was in there and it was acting wild. What did it do? It was acting crazy. <laughs> I know, but I appreciate it was that running there's around. certain it was... people who would hear that and just move on, but I need... It was just running around and seeming suspicious. <laughs> Again, none of this is... Annalisa, well, we do you understand? Is it, is it... <laughs> we, I didn't want to find it... out what this what... rat was capable of. <laughs> It had moved into the garage. It was behind the wood. It was eating a Snickers. Uh, it was it was out of its mind. Okay. Um, I'm not hearing anything alarming yet. Um, this is like what a dog would do if I it mean, could. Look, b- uh, bottom line, it betrayed me. Okay. So uh, right. that alone. It broke the trust. It broke the trust, and I've lived with that for the rest of my life. What was its name? Splinter. What was its of name course. after it became rabid? Oh, of, who knows? Spike. Yeah, moved in at Viper, something like that. Uh, but it was a scary little creature, and now I no longer can deal with rats or mice. This is such an amazing origin story, because at one point you were at one with... Can you imagine? The rodents. Was it a good pet before it took off? As far as I remember, but you know, it's it's so shaded for me at this point, uh, because of the betrayal. I, right. It must have been a bad pet. Right, like when you divorce someone if you have an acrimonious divorce you can't even look at the wedding pictures anymore right you can't remember what it was like to not feel betrayed right exactly and this was a a divorce let's be honest this was simply a divorce between the rat and i um i mean look speaking of betrayals uncomfortable behavior this kind of thing Allison, you begged to be on the podcast. I demanded it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't take no for an answer. I mean, and you, you tried to say no so many times. <laughs> I was I stopped answering your calls. I changed I mean, addresses. Right. 
Um, but you made it through. No, you were going to be on at some point, but you. I mean, that's what you say, but to you just threw t- gas on the fire <laughs> and sped up the process. Uh, I mean, so so annoying. <laughs> but you clearly knew what the podcast was. It's called yeah. "I Said No Gifts." Right. Well, I don't respect boundaries, obviously. <laughs> Obviously. You, I mean, uh, clearly, you show up today, you're holding what's obviously a gift. Yeah. It's for me. You handed it to me, not to Annalise. No. You didn't just leave it in the car. This is for me. That's right. It was my way of saying F you. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I am feeling F'd as H <laughs> right now. Oh, gee. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to open it here on the podcast? I think that would be appropriate, yes. Oh, fine. So we're going to get into... This is a fun little bag. It's got some flowers on it. Um, it's got tissue in there. Mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't gotten a crinkle on this podcast in a while. Oh, get, get the crinkle. Crinkle. Ooh. Crinkle, crinkle. Annalise will probably cut all of that. Who knows? Don't want to blow any speakers at home. Okay, there are two objects yeah, in here. Yeah, do the other one first because the, the one first. you just lifted up is less exciting. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of tissue here, and this is heavier, and it feels like something that I could break. Yes. So we're going to be very careful. Now we're pulling. It's wrapped in tissue. You're coming with me here, listener. Wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love whatever this is. This is a like a porcelain. Let's, it's a Ladies boot. boot. It's a lady's boot. It's beautiful. It's kind of a cream color with a rose on it. Bobby McGee's. What is this word? I don't even know what this word is. Conglomeration. Conglomeration. Established 1971. I I have to know absolutely. This is uh, already in the top five objects in my home. I love the way this looks. (laughs) Okay. So there was a chain of restaurants called Bobby McGee's. Okay. And the servers dressed as characters from movies. I particularly remember uh, being served by Indiana Jones. I think there was also a Princess Leia. I wish I could remember... The other servers, but Before it was like Disney sued them into the ground. <laughs> exactly, it was a theme restaurant to the hilt, and I would go there for birthday parties. Um, I was actually before I came, I was looking it up to see there were things that I had forgotten about. Like there was a big salad bar that was in a giant bathtub. There were different. <laughs> it was a huge restaurant, evidently, and there were different rooms, and each room had like a different theme. But it was wacky and it was zany, and they served you drinks in fun novelty glasses. So what I remember is at the beginning, and I assume for adults it was like drinks with alcohol, but for kids you were offered either a strawberry daiquiri or a strawberry banana margarita. I might have that backwards. I love a strawberry daiquiri. Yes. And it was in either the original line of glassware was it was in a toilet, a (laughs) sink, or a canoe. Or like a rowboat. A A rowboat. That seems like a horrible way to drink. Yes, it was a very shallow thing with a little straw in it. Um, So that was the original suite of glasses. And you would take it home, and it was a collector's Mm -hmm. item. And then at some point, they introduced a cactus, a western man's boot, or a lady's boot. I'm on board with that theme. So my sister and I had a ton of these. When finally my pestering worked, I was like, I know what I'm going to get, Bridger. I'm going to go into my collection of stemware, and I'm going to find one of those and give it to him. And I had plans to be at my parents' house where this collection resides. Uh, and I asked my mom, and 
she's like, I know exactly where they are. And I was like, oh my God, score, because their garage is insanely, I mean, there could be several feral rats out there and just tons of boxes. Living in ladies' boots. (laughs) Exactly. Living their best lives. (laughs) Um, So we went into the garage and she's like, it's in that box. And then, and then dun, dun, dun. Cause she's like, this is making me feel like I'm going crazy. I was sure they were right there. I texted my sister and my sister said something that I was not expecting. She said, I was asking her recently about those two Whoa. and we couldn't find them. The boots were calling you. Yes, How the bizarre. Boots, the sinks, the toilets. Right. So anyway, I said, you know what? I'm not going to be thwarted. And I went on to either Etsy or eBay. They're not the, I mean, they're collector's items, but they're, I don't mean to besmirch the gift that I disrespectfully gave you. There, it's not like there's a huge market. There are no beanie babies. Not yet. You can You're get plenty come of them. Calling for this in a few years. <laughs> you can get plenty of them online. So I just went and uh, and I purchased this for you because oh I was God. like, I have got to give this to you. It just it just felt right. This is so in line with everything I love. I adore the way this thing looks. I mean, it's so bizarre to me. They would give you one every time you went to the every restaurant. Every time, yeah. That's not a sustainable business model. This, maybe it's that's like a why they went out of, Maybe that's why they went out of business. <gasps> wow. What sort of food was Bobby McGee's serving? So I was trying to remember this. Um, I'm remembering chicken strips. Okay, that makes sense. That's all I'm remembering, but I know <laughs> there was more. Oh, maybe like a spaghetti. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you went there for the food. You Kinda went there all for over the map. Yeah, you went there for the whimsy. So like I said there was two choice of drinks for kids. I don't know if there was a prefix. I don't know if it was a kids menu. But I think it was like a salad from the salad bar that I had forgotten was a in a giant tub. boat. No, bathtub, yes. And then maybe chicken strips or spaghetti, and then probably a choice of dessert or something. Okay. But I don't know if for the adults there was something more involved. Oh, right. That makes yeah. sense. You were you were getting off the kids' menu. I'm so curious about this uh, bath full of salad. Was Me it just? Too. Were there little different spots of food, or was it just a bunch of wet lettuce in a bathtub? <laughs> They had offered one kind of salad. It was just a house salad, and you and I'm just and, oh, and you would like, jump in. <laughs> no, I think it was. It's like it's been wiped from my memory. I have no memory of this salad bar, which is nuts because I often joke that if I ever strike it rich, I want to have a. I want my own driver because I don't. I, I have a terrible sense of direction, and I want a salad bar in my house. COVID has threatened to dampen that the salad bar. I, I don't know. Do they even have salad bars anymore? That's a great question. I feel like they were already on the brink, even pre-COVID. Yeah, I know. I was one because I know a lot. Just like I know people who are fine with ants in their <laughs> rectum in the middle of the night. Many people are like, salad bars are so gross. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I think they're fine. I love a salad bar. I love a salad bar. Does Gelson's still Gelson's, have a salad bar? I, I wouldn't put it past Gelson's. And let's be honest, Whole Foods kind of has a yes. salad bar. Okay. They have a salad bar. Plus. Yeah, but I, I kind of want the salad bar to be in the restaurant, kind of yes. taking up space in a place where other food is being made. I'll hold space for a salad right. bar to take up space. <laughs> I don't want to be pushing a shopping cart and then no. getting into the salad bar. Right. It's not the sense. same. No, I want them to bring me an ice cold plate <laughs> or, a, or tell me. You can head to the salad bar anytime you want, uh-huh. and then I'm going to grab an ice cold plate out of an ice cold freezer, and then I'm going to make my way across, thinking it this is so unhealthy great. and I don't care. The ham cubes, the yes. bacon bits, the little like the matchsticks of beets. <laughs> oh, I can't stand a beet. Oh, really? Okay. You like a beet? If I'm at a salad bar, I don't find myself 
opting for beets often mm-hmm. at home. My husband loves a beet salad. Okay. He, that's like, I feel like when we met, that was, he really, like, that was one of the defining aspects of his personality. He liked it, that he liked a beet salad? Yes. <laughs> and it's, I, and yet I, I went forward with it. There were other <laughs> things to ba- balance it out, but like, yeah, he just like, will never turn down a beet salad. And yet I can count on one hand the number of times I've seen him eat beets. Oh, I've given beets so many chances. I've tried, you know, horrible salad bar beets. I've tried an elevated beet. It is disgusting. What is it about a beet that anyone likes? To me, a beet doesn't have much flavor. It's just like, it's it's a a rich hue. It's like a little (laughs) bit fancy. I think that's why my husband claims he goes for the beet salad, but he and the beet salads are like me and my phobias which are you know just for cloud right <laughs> just doing it as a conversation yeah. starter right. like oh we get it you're quirky but like <laughs> i'm not i guess i'm basic um i find beats and i know this is like just running contrary to everything you're saying for me personally a beat is sort of inoffensive it's got kind of an interesting texture that's about it though i would never be excited about a beat alone mm, right uh, alone on a plate. Not if I'm by myself. <laughs> if, I'm in, if I'm with friends, I'm for sure making a lot of noise about the beat because I want them to think I'm cool. <laughs> to be just completely alone with a beat on a plate. That's, <laughs> that's your nightmare, right? <laughs> but you're feeling about beets. That's how I am with cucumbers. Oh, interesting. I've given them so many chances and I just can't, I just you don't like them. to it. Even like no. a, with a sweet, like a rice vinegar on it. That's probably the best situation. Okay. Where the peel is taken off and it's just kind of a crunchy thing that doesn't taste a lot like cucumbers. Right. But just if it really has a strong cucumber flavor, I'm out of there. (laughs) What would you compare? This is so interesting to me because I do think cucumbers are such a mild flavor. Mm. What would you compare the flavor of a cucumber to if you had to? Obnoxious watermelon. And I also (laughs) don't like watermelon and whenever I say I don't like beets, then people are like, not everyone, but I, I feel that Paul F. Tompkins said this. I might just be dropping a name. You know they're related to the watermelon. I'm like, well, that makes sense because I don't like either of them. Wow. There's something like, om- like almost bitter about it or Well, cloying. the peel is very extremely bitter. Yes. If you eat one with the peel, it's right. awful. But even the watermelon, I mean, the cucumber itself, I just, I have a visceral feeling or memory about like having a mouthful of cucumber and being like, I can't do it. <laughs> I, can't I mean, do a it. mouthful of cucumber. <laughs> what are we talking about? I really here? commit. <laughs> <laughs> just a big mouthful yeah. of cucumber. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll just have to. I, we each have our vegetable we don't like to <laughs> eat. I mean, I I will simply eat every other type of food, but a beet, get it out of my way. Get what, it out of my way. What is it you dislike about it? It's like gelatinous dirt. With, and it's sweet. Like, oh, what about that is, why is, why are people into that? Gelatinous. See, it always me, tastes like it just came out of a can. It's never, yeah. it never doesn't taste like it's been in a can. Right. It's got a bit of a metallic taste. Yeah. But gelatinous, I understand <laughs> it's like a little, a little wobbly, but <laughs> gelatinous, that's, I mean, that's like something you could just like tongue. Ew. <laughs> to just, you just to gum just it. Gum it. <laughs> beat that's kind of what they're for when you're like 150 years old so. and all of your teeth are gone yeah i might maybe by then i'll have learned to eat so a beet is it a texture thing though or is it's it a, it's the whole package how do you feel about a canned peach don't mind it 
Okay. I could get into a canned peach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I feel like canned peach is only really coming out of a cellar when every the earth is dying or something. Yes. But I could eat a canned peach. Canned pear, I'm not, forget it. But I'm pears, not crazy about a pear yeah. from the beginning. I kind of got into pears hardcore <laughs> in the last few months. Uh, but prior to that, I was not that into it. All of a sudden, I was like, that Harry and David's pair of the month club thing. It I works get for it. you. I mean, I never have received it because I don't have a podcast where I <laughs> solicit presents. I don't Let's know. Be real. I, I, I wonder, I would love to be on whatever podcast you're talking about. <laughs> but for the first time, I was like, oh, I kind of understand this thing where you get like an individually wrapped pear that you can eat with a spoon, according to all H and D. They, they encourage you to eat it with a spoon? I think that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, what? it's so succulent. You can just eat it with a spoon. It sounds like it's rotting or something. <laughs> it really does. It sounds like a problem. <laughs> um, well, back to Bobby McGee's okay. uh, themed restaurants. Mm-hmm. I just recently read that they may be making a comeback. Where was the Bobby McGee's you went to? It was in... I believe it was in Newport Beach. Okay. Yeah, I they obviously themed restaurants really cratered probably early thousands. Yes. And then truly just a week ago I saw a thing are themed restaurants headed back to Los Angeles. Was so, this where was where were you reading it was this? On Eater. Really? Which, you I know, that's this. the place yeah. I go. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody buckle up for themed restaurants. Did it propose any kind of themes? I mean, I don't know that I clicked the, the okay. link. I should Fair have. Fair enough. No, I feel like I get what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. It, people are wondering. <laughs> but yeah. I, and they might be. But I guess I should get back into that and see what theme could possibly be happening at this point. Is Rainforest Cafe. When I was a kid and into my early adulthood, I would go nuts for a hard rock cafe. Oh, of course. Are those still around? The They have the Hard Rock Hotel, which was an interesting pivot for them. Yes. Which are kind of slimy hotels i have stayed at and spent some time at but not a lot of time the hard rock hotel in las vegas which is like fine okay it's fine yeah they all seem to be kind of vegasy right Mm -hmm. um hard rock hotel there must be a few hard rock cafes left annalise is nodding their head yes where are they, Annalise? Should I mean, we guess? This, oh, yeah. We can guess. We can guess. Where do you think the closest? The closest one? Madrid. <laughs> Is that I, close? I have a terrible sense I'm of I'm going to say Hollywood. Oh, really? Maybe there's still one open in Hollywood. And I am going to say Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> the Pittsburgh Hollywood <laughs> Cafe. Wait, Hollywood. Is it called Hollywood Cafe? Hard Rock. Why am I saying Hollywood Cafe? <laughs> That's another idea, though. Themed restaurants. Yeah. Hard Rock Cafe. Okay, yep. Yeah. Annalise? All right. The nearest Hard Rock Cafe is located at 6801 Hollywood Boulevard <gasps> Suite. It's still open. It's still open. It's I can reserve a table right now. In kind of the pit of hell. Is that like Hollywood and Vine area? Hollywood and Highland? Yeah, I think so. Is yep. it in Hollywood It's near the Chinese Theater. I think the reason I know that is because when I worked at Kimmel, they taped there, and I must yeah. have seen it on occasion. Why does no one ever go there? Because the food's horrible. Uh, I think that might be the first thing, <laughs> problem with the restaurant. Um, but I always had a good time there. Yeah. I mean, it's like we've... Do you ever have the thing that I have where someone will pop into your mind, and you're like, I literally have not thought of that person. Like, for me, it's like this guy that I had gone to college with who I wasn't good friends with him but he was like 
we were in sort of concentric friend mm-hmm. groups, let's say. And I saw someone at the airport that looked kind of like him. And I was like, oh, my God, I literally have not thought of that guy in so many years. That's what happened to us with Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, completely vanished from our reality. I want to go now. You should go. I mean, do was the food always horrible? I mean, I remember like eating there. One came to Salt Lake City when I was probably an early teen or something mm-hmm. before I had kind of figured out that food should taste good. And I right. remember liking it. Then I think I returned they had, like, a, a little... lime chicken. <laughs> yeah, they always had something like that, like marinated chicken or whatever. Right. Uh, I remember returning to it a little later, maybe my college years, and thinking, well, this is bad chilies. It's mm. like w- chilies, like they had been reheated or something. Right. Okay. But now that was years ago. Maybe they reversed course. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it. I I mean, who knows? I cannot believe there's one in Hollywood. This is breaking. Speaking of Hollywood, Planet Hollywood, that's completely gone, right? I I believe they tried to become kind of a, it was like Hollywood light or something. And there were small like bars. Right. Uh, That didn't work out. Was Planet Hollywood, was was it like the Hard Rock Cafe of movie memorabilia? Yes. Okay. But speaking of themed places that become bars, did you ever go to Trader Vic's? No. What was this? Oh, Trader Vic's. This was actually sort of a high-end themed restaurant. I know that sounds hard to believe. <laughs> it was like Polynesian themed. Okay. And the original one started in San Francisco, I think. Right. And then there was also one in Los Angeles. So they would have, it was like Polynesian tiki themed. The food, if I remember, was actually quite good. Was it Polynesian food? Yes, but like fusion. Oh, okay, I right. Would say. So no. They had a poo-poo platter, um, which was, like, no, 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 sorry. They called it, it was called Cosmo Tidbits and it was like little. Cosmo Tidbits. I believe, very yes. Authentic. Yes. <laughs> so yes, it was traditional Polynesian. <laughs> they had like, they had ribs, they had some kind of pasta that was good. Pasta. I haven't been there in a lot. <laughs> Every one of these restaurants has a pasta dish, and they're not Italian restaurants. Right, I know. It's like the fettuccine. They had a, a Javanese dressing, which was soy sauce and vinegar and oil, but it was good. They also had a line of uh, salad dressings that they sold in stores. But anyway, oh. they now exist as a bar in a hotel, Trader Vic's Bar, I think, if it's still there, in Beverly, somewhere in Beverly Hills, I think. Oh, okay. So it's not like part of the Radisson or something. It's not like no. every Holiday Inn has a Trader Vic's. Oh, my Vicks. God. I wish. Okay. <laughs> no. Wow. Well, good for them for hanging on somehow, yeah. just downsizing to survive. Except that we went there and many years ago, and it was depressing. It, well, oh. Were the drinks any good? Maybe. I can't remember. I just remember being like, uh, maybe I didn't realize it was just a bar. Maybe I thought we were going to Trader oh, Vic's in a hotel. Right. And I was like, oh, this is, it's like a very thin, narrow menu <laughs> that just has drinks and a couple happy hour items. This is right. not my memory of it. And how heavily themed was it? Um, Heavily, I'm going to say. Oh, okay. There was also a gift shop in it. And oh, I remember wow. as a kid getting to choose a little item. Right. There were menahunis, which I, I feel like this is probably problematic. What is a menahuni? A menahuni was like a small mythological indigenous creature. Okay. And it, I think it was like the mascot of Trader Vic's. Oh, boy. And they would have these tiny little plastic menahunis on like swizzle sticks. Okay. But they, you could also buy little menahuni figurines. I feel like Trader Vic's probably had a few problematic things probably, going on. yes. Interesting. I, maybe I should uh, head over to the Trader Vic's bar. It sounds so sad. 
<laughs> yeah, a let sad me know if it's still... evening alone. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, get, get, get yourself an order of beets and then have yourself <laughs> All an of awful beets time. beets and Sherry, temp- uh, Sherry, <laughs> Shirley wait, Temple. Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Is Sherry Temple else. is the sister that was <laughs> forgotten. She died. Yes. She was a chimney sweep. Um, okay, well, I've got this thing. I'm, I imagine I have to drink it uh, with a straw. I think I'm not so. not gulping out of this thing. You could try, but I would recommend a straw. I could sip. Yeah. But this feels like a straw type object. I'm going to have that in my cupboard and I'm going to drink out of it. I love it. I'm so happy about this. This makes me happy because I have wondered about the fate of the gifts that you receive <laughs> that aren't received so well <laughs> they're f- still filling up my home okay i just resent them okay but whereas this, one, this is something i'll yeah. be delighted by all the time i'm so excited so i really appreciate you thinking about my feelings now the second gift yeah oh i forgot there was yeah. even a second thing it's in here less thoughtful okay that's oh it's a little uh bread loaf by how do you say this tezo or tazo i don't know but it's tea wait oh it's Glazed lemon loaf flavored tea? <laughs> yes. Now, well, we've gone too far. <laughs> I know that I when you said a little <laughs> it's a little bread loaf, I got excited like that would be such a good gift. That would be cool. I would love a little bread loaf. Yeah, I know. Future guests, I yeah. need some bread. Um, small bread though, right? Small bread. Yeah. I don't need that much bread. <laughs> no, this is glazed lemon loaf tea. It is actually if you like herbal teas, do you? Yeah, I love herbal teas actually. I mean, I was thinking with this boot, uh, could I put a hot drink in it? I don't know the answer. To sip a tea out of a boot, who could ask for more? <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> um, to me, the problem would be that the glaze might like melt. But look, if you're having a day with your carcinogenic chalk, <laughs> right. clearly you don't I'm mind. I obviously cross that bridge. I Let's th- go I for like, it. I feel like it'd probably be okay. It's been through a kiln. Yes, you're right. So anyway... I became a fan of this tea, um, such a fan that I subscribed on Amazon. And then I forgot that I had subscribed. Oh so like, it just <laughs> keeps they coming. Get you. Yeah. I have so many boxes of this <laughs> at home and I'm not drinking it at the rate I once was. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't know if you'll like it. It's. I think I will like it because yeah. it combines, uh, everybody loves lemon in a tea. Yes. A little sweetness. It's and like then a, vanilla. Right. Which sounds very comforting. I really enjoyed it. And it's part of their dessert delight selection. <laughs> I wonder what, what other desserts they're offering. I think there's like a butterscotch cake or something, which I didn't like as okay, much. Okay, butterscotch. This, I'm not to me, crazy this about is the crown jewel <laughs> of their dessert delight slide. Oh, and if I remember correctly, there's some. Like tongue-in-cheek copy on the box. Uh, well, there's. Let's see here. It says we've got our own thing brewing. We're on a quest to be the most unexpected tea makers. Okay, they've done it. We're always curious, always questioning. What's this flavor? What's that aroma? I'm already annoyed. <laughs> I know. I've, I mean, I'm word one. I was annoyed. <laughs> we love to dive in and stir things up. We're half curious kid. Oh, <laughs> oh. half intrepid explorer. Oh, oh. God. Half undaunted alchemist. Okay. Yes, one and a half. It's who's what poor soul had to write this. I know. That spirit, we bring it to tea. Oh, we Jesus. do it through unexpected blends with a twist. So you can taste the vibrant, undiscovered flavors the world has stashed away. Then you're getting so much free advertising from me. If I don't get yeah. if we don't both get massive boxes of tea, I mean you don't need I'll it, just, but yeah. you can give it to the termites or right. something. Uh <laughs> I'm so excited to try this. And they also ha- somehow have a recipe for 
bread on the side, which makes no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, so... Read it, though, because it's is, not helpful. Uh, heat your oven to 350 degrees. Grease a pan. Okay, this is falling apart because it says mix in eggs, sugar, yogurt, and whisk vigorously. Stir in lemon zest, vanilla, and flour. Bake for 50 minutes or just brew this tea in your favorite cup. We're a fan of both approaches. That recipe is not going to work no. out. It doesn't even tell you what amount. No, I think that's the that's the whole thing. It's like... This company could be saving millions on ink by not putting that on the box. <laughs> I know. I would love to see, I mean, what does that look like? That's just like scrambled eggs in a... With yogurt. Yeah, yogurt and lemon. That is disgusting. Tazo, you should be... Tazo, Tazo, Tazo. Hmm. I'm going to say Tazo. Tazo feels the know. most sophisticated. Yes. That's probably what they want people to think of it. Well, I'm very excited to try this tea and maybe the horrible recipe. Number one ingredient is apple. Yeah. Interesting. Surprising. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, now I've probably ruined the taste. I'm going to taste nothing but apple in this. And oh, I find so many ways to ruin everything in my life. Are you a big tea drinker in general? No. I kind of go through phases. I'm a big coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. But then every now and again, I'll be like, I don't feel like having coffee right now. And so I'll start drinking tea. Mm-hmm. But for them, it hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Tea for me is. Because I've slowly gotten away from a coffee in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I think tea is going to be the replacement. And in general, are you drinking an herbal tea or like a black tea? I love tea? an herbal tea. Okay. Uh, iced tea, it's usually black tea, I suppose. But I love an iced green tea. Uh, I'll go for any tea, as long as it's not sweetened. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet tea, oh. And you don't put any sweetener in it? No sweetener. I just love the taste of an herb or a grass or whatever. <laughs> but you don't like beets. Well, it's because of that texture and the dirt element and every other horrible thing about mm-hmm. beets. I think we should play a game. I would love to play a game. Uh, we're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse. Oh, I love this song when you do it on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Instagram, it's all over the place. And now you get to do it in person. I cannot wait. I need a, a number between one and ten from you. Four. Okay, I have to do some light calculating okay. to get our game pieces. I'll, I'll just hang out. Right now, you can. You're gonna. You have work to do. You can promote. You can recommend. Oh, you can talk to the I listener in to. whatever way you want. I'll be um, right back. Please check out my podcasts. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Bridger has been a wonderful guest. Uh, and this week, which it's going to be a little bit in the rear view when this comes out, but I feel that it m- might still be relevant. If you're uh, into all the Vanderpump Rules drama, hashtag Scandaval, which just happened. I just had Peter Madrigal from Vanderpump Rules on my show, and he just talked a lot of S. Um, my show is not usually about reality shows and gossip and stuff, and Bravo gossip and stuff like that. But this week it is, so check that out. And then I also host a show called Childish. That is my parenting-ish podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons. Um, and then I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And then I have a new Patreon for a new podcast that I'm starting. I was doing a show called Upworthy Weekly, which is a lighthearted news podcast uh, with this guy, Todd Perry. It was very fun. That one has been sunset, but we are sliding over to Patreon. There's just one level, $2. Uh, patreon.com slash Allison and Todd. Beautiful. You, uh, uh, your podcast was so fun to be on. You're such an excellent interviewer. Oh, thank you. Listener, go check it out. Check it out. Check those podcasts out. But we have to play the game. Yes. I'm going to name three things. Okay. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse okay. and why. And then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong because there are correct answers. Oh, um, I love the pressure. Oh, the pressure could not be higher. Uh, number one, this is a listener suggestion from somebody named Miranda. Gift or a curse, watching a horror movie in the morning. Curse. Why? 
I, I'm sorry. That's a curse. I cannot do horror movies at all, at all. I, I scare easily clowns thing that we discussed, which is complicated. But so to me, you watch a horror movie in the morning. I know what everyone's thinking. The people who are going to say it's a gift are like, but it's daylight. In my mind, you watch a horror movie in the morning. Now you're afraid in the daylight, which is not even an appropriate time to be afraid. (laughs) I have been afraid in the daylight. I saw that awful, awful, but scary to me movie, Skeleton Key, in the theater, (laughs) long story, came home, afternoon, and then I'm just walking around my apartment afraid. So I've been there. It's a curse. Allison, oh, wrong. What? Oh, you're so wrong. It hurts. It's a gift. What? What a way to start the day. You've got, you know, you're waking up, you're throwing things off in an interesting way, you're still in your robe, you're kind of moseying around the house, somebody's getting killed on your television, Uh, you're waking up with Michael Myers, you're waking up with Freddy Krueger, your adrenaline is rushing, and you're distracted for the rest of the day. That's the thing you're afraid of rather than the things you're afraid of in real life. I get that that must be how people who like horror movies feel like, oh, good. Now there's something concrete that I can feel terrorized by as opposed to just existence. (laughs) Right. But for me, it's worse. I'd rather be like worried about that thing I said than worried that someone's going to kill me that I don't even believe in. I'm telling you, make make an extra 90 minutes in your morning, set it aside to watch a horror movie, and your day is going to go better. I really feel it. I wouldn't be able to do any of the things that I was intending to do, Well, you haven't tried, Allison. I know, but I'm saying, like, the idea of being scared out of my mind and then, like, having to get in my car and go do something... (laughs) I can't even. Well, you're not going to you're not getting the point. Okay. So that's all that matters. Uh, number two, this is an interesting one. This is from a past guest. She suggested and this is uh, past guest Jessica Gao, kind of my enemy. But she suggested, let's be honest, I had to take the suggestion. Caffeinated snack bars. Gift or a curse? Gift. Why? I have been having caffeinated snack bars of late. OK, okay. what kind? They're called Verb. Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't love the name myself. But there's two different flavors I've tried. One is caramel macchiato, okay. in keeping with the coffee theme, and the other one is like vanilla latte or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not delicious, but one little bar has the same caffeine as a cup of coffee, they claim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I have been explore. I've become obsessed recently with coffee staining my teeth. I'm a fun person. <laughs> I'm a fun person. And so I'm like, I've got to find a way to get the caffeine into my system without constantly just drinking coffee. So I've ex- I've gone down the energy the energy drink route, and I really always judged a person with like a monster energy in their oh, hand yeah. before, and now I am one of those douchebags. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I say gift. Oh, Alice! Oh no, this is—you have not started the game on a good foot. I mean, you're halfway, more than halfway through, and you got another one wrong. Horrible. Explain. You just told me they don't taste good. Let's leave the caffeine to the drink. Let's leave the caffeine to the coffee. You've got to stop worrying. Your teeth are going to be fine. You brush twice a day. Yeah, you're fine. More than that, even. You've been drinking coffee for years. You've got beautiful teeth. I mean, thank you. Get a straw. Drink uh, ice coffee. I actually do that now. Okay. And I'm starting to realize I think I keep a tiny bit of coffee in my mouth. <laughs> like, like because theoretically, the straw should make it bypass your teeth, right? And I feel, sure. 
I don't, I think I'm like, it's like um, incomplete combustion in a car, which causes smog. <laughs> it's like incomplete hydration. There's a little bit that's just sticking around in my lips. Maybe, I don't know. You've got to let it go. These <laughs> caffeinated snack bars, no, no, no. And I don't believe like the content, they don't know how much caffeine they've got They're in making there. it up, right? It's just, and I feel like you eat it and it's way more caffeine than you oh. need. It's dangerous. Okay. It's disgusting. If it's the a guy curse. who's using ant chalk says it's dangerous. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. exactly. But you've never tried one. I, I've had one before, and it's oh. got kind of that bitter caffeine taste that's like, obviously has been sucked out of a better product to be dumped <laughs> into the bar. To me, what it says is we're not going to be concerned with making something that tastes good. <laughs> Because you're desperate. <laughs> We've got... Gift. You're our hostage. Yes. Well, no, no, no. Zero out of two so far. Finally, this is from a listener, and I don't have their name. That's probably my fault. Listener, I have such a... I apologize to you. But whatever. Gift <laughs> or a curse. When a news anchor plays themselves in a movie. Oh, okay. Now I am forced with wondering, should I pull the Costanza thing where it's like, since I've gotten too wrong, I have to not go with my instincts. <laughs> now this is when a news anchor plays themselves in a movie, right. not when they just play a different news anchor. Right. I am going to say, I got to be true to myself. It's a gift. And why? I just like it. I, <laughs> oh, you know what? What happens if someone tries to change their mind halfway through? You can, you can reverse. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to reverse because for a second, I was into it. And then I thought about recently, I think I saw a news anchor playing themselves. And I thought to myself, you're debasing yourself here. <laughs> uh, you're, there goes your thin veneer of credibility anyway, <laughs> because whatever phony drama this movie is about, <laughs> like you're buying in entirely. And listen, Brian Williams, now I can't. It was Brian Williams? I believe it might oh, have been. And I wasn't going to say his name, but that I just, but I'm not sure it was. You right. could imagine it might have been. Brian does a lot of uh, narrative acting, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Appearing as himself in right. fictional. But it's just like, well, now this just, you, you seem sincere and you seem stentorian, but now I know it's BS. <laughs> so it's a curse. Thank God, Allison, you got a point. <gasps> oh, it's a curse. It's a I few. mean, everything you just noted makes it a curse. I mean, I kind of, occasionally I do like to see my favorite news anchor pop up in a movie. And who's that? I don't, you know, my favorites. Okay. Uh, I don't have a particular favorite, uh, but it's fun to see them. And they're all, they're good at acting as a news anchor in movies. I know. They're, because they're performing when they're on the news. So but it does that's... make it a little more authentic. But... I love to see an actor be a bad news anchor. I because yes. it's just, it's something other than acting, mm -hmm. and most actors can't nail news anchor. Right, and it's so funny to see a fake news anchor mm -hmm. in a movie. It's incredibly distracting. Right, uh, they're overdoing it. They're yeah, they're overdoing they overdo this sincere, it. serious thing. And these real news anchors are taking jobs from these bad actors. And they're we like that, or we don't. Uh, I don't like that they're taking these jobs. Right, right. yes. They're, I forgot where their, we were. They don't need a side hustle. Yeah. Stay, yeah, out stay of, in your own lane. And also, what does the universe of the movie become when a real person That's is in it? That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's then, so disorienting. Right. We are not ready 
for that. It's post, post, post structuralism. Yes. And I'm not ready for that. None of us is ready for no, that. No, we can't be. We're thousands of years away. We can't begin to comprehend what that is. That was such excellent grammar to say none of us is ready. <laughs> Didn't any part of you want to say none of us are ready? Wow. No, I'm just a natural. I'm a natural. You That's are. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but you got one. One out of three is bad. <laughs> But uh, at least you didn't fail completely. Has anyone won all three? Very, very few people. I believe it's still under 10. Um, Very few people have lost completely. I think that number is even smaller. So you were headed towards that, which is kind of rare company. In the 11th hour. Right. I righted the course. Uh, (laughs) um, Okay, so now... We have to answer a listener question. This okay. is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. And listener, we're really trying to open it up to truly, you can ask anything at this point. People were asking about gift situations, but write in, do whatever you want. I love answering questions. Allison, do you like to answer a question? I do. On Childish, which is my parenting ish podcast, we answer questions. And then sometimes we answer questions on Allison Rosen's new best friend as well. I find. Uh, I sometimes try so hard to make sure that I'm giving them good advice that like I forget that I'm also supposed to be doing an entertaining show, which is also the <laughs> fugue state I go into when talking about insects, I believe. So you could just pull me out of it if I begin spiraling down. Okay, let's uh, let's give it a shot. I will just cut you off completely. I'll Please sound do. so rude. Um, okay, this says Gift God Bridger. Wow, what a title they've given me. And then for you... TBD guest, uh, not as she got to be sensual and disrespectful, and I'm <laughs> yeah, just you're TBD. Just kind of to be determined. Wow. I'm so sorry, but it's that's all right. it's, it's okay. this person's fault. Recently, a friend asked me to help her find a gift for her other friend in our mutual home country. I suggested some excellent local indie brands and stores where she could find what she needed, and we went together to look around. Is okay. the country America? Like, what country is we this? We don't know. I'm kind of picturing Scandinavian okay. country. Some, sure. But who knows? Uh, here is the problem. Once at the store, she ignored super cool stuff that is very representative of the style here for things that fit her own personal aesthetic and are not as common here. Not her friends, her own, and one that's more common where we're both from. Okay, I mean, we get it. Uh, perhaps this is just an affront to my own gift-giving sensibilities as I try to send people gifts very much of the place I live and that they couldn't get at home while still considering their personal taste and style. This person's really puffing themselves up. Mm, yeah, is, they're, what are they, like an ambassador for Scandinavia? Uh, yeah, th- uh, God only knows. Is this an affront to others? Uh, if in a similar situation in the future, people often ask me for gift-giving advice, how can I guide people in the right direction or perhaps become more open to the idea that I don't always know better? Thank you. And that's signed beleaguered buddy. So we don't even get a name. No. This person is but too people, afraid to give their name. Now, evidently, people often ask this person for gift-giving advice. Maybe they are some kind of ambassador. Yeah, that's true. Maybe or they, they work are. they the Chamber of Commerce yeah, or something. They work for the UN or something. Yes. Uh, I hope they're not in charge of anything. I'm, I'm not getting a good feeling from this person. They, uh, they're writing in. They're kind of... Uh, their friend was on vacation and they were criticizing them. Yeah, the them. feeling I'm getting is they're like... Settle a bet. I'm right, right? Like, this is, doesn't, it doesn't feel like a <laughs> yes. genuine question. No, they no, no, have no. a strong opinion and they just want to know if you, Gift God, they want agree, to be and me, TBD, agree with them. Now, okay, so the friend and the other friend live in a mutual country which has distinctive 
like windmills, let's say. Right. Um, and the friend that they're buying the gift for does not live there. Yeah, I mean, this is such a confusing thing. Yeah, a friend asked her other friend, you know, there's a mutual home country that got, I think they all came from the same country. Oh. This person now lives in a different country. Okay. But are they homesick for the wares was of visiting. their country? I mean, this person should, uh, I mean, be in jail. This email is (laughs) deeply confusing. Right. Let's assume this person moved to Sweden from the United States. Okay. And then their friend, Jennifer, came to visit. Okay. And their friend at home, Melanie, needs a souvenir. Okay. So Jennifer asks the friend who's currently living in Sweden, what should I get? Uh Uh-huh. And then ignores all of that advice. Uh, to buy something that it fits her whimsy, and let's say shabby chic. Yeah, shabby chic, of course, and that you could clearly buy in the United States. Right. So the question now, what is the question? <laughs> How can the- so uh, is that a bad- Diane and uh, Kevin and let's let's put a male in here. Okay, Kevin in Sweden. He uh, wants to in the future when people have this question, he wants to be able to convince them to buy things he wants them to buy. Right. Well, look, if it's a... I mean, we didn't... Kevin did not provide us with the occasion for getting Jennifer or... No, Melanie. Yeah, Melanie. If it is a souvenir, can we make that assumption? Yeah, I think it's it's a souvenir. Because it's coming from the mutual home country. A souvenir usually is representative of the place. Right. For example, I have a magnet from Canada that my friend got me from Canada if it was just a magnet that had a, du- I mean, I like ducks, as one does. If it was, but if it was a duck magnet, I would like it too. But I wouldn't think about Canada when I looked at it. Right. So I do look. I don't want to give Kevin a point, much like you didn't want to give me that last point. <laughs> I could feel it. But you know, if this and if this is a unique country they're in, which it might be, we have no idea. Right. Uh, if it has its own stuff, then. Yeah, send someone your lingonberry jam or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think my advice here is if Kevin Kevin obviously has control issues. Yeah. Uh is obsessed with sending home country objects away. Right. Your friend is staying with you says, "What should I buy, Melanie?" You say, "Give me some money. I'll go to the store and get you the perfect thing." Oh, you don't that's have to be idea. part of the scenario. Yeah. Then you buy a cheap something cheaper than the amount of money they gave you. Pocket some mm-hmm. of the money. This is how you get Kevin rich. Kevin is getting some excellent advice right now. Yeah. You buy, you know, a keychain that with a license plate that says Melanie, uh, Sweden <laughs> right. on it, uh, and then you keep the extra forty-eight dollars. Take it back to Jennifer. Say this cost fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and the problem solved. You got to control the situation entirely and, and steal from a friend. Yes, this is excellent, excellent. I mean, advice. I hate to give it after that confusing email. I know. I want. You, I feel Kevin, like punishing. You don't deserve our advice. He deserves punishment. But we had to do it. Community service. That's part of this podcast. Now, what what is the ratio for how much you should be pocketing versus how much the gift costs? Sounds like... 98%. <laughs> okay. Uh, take as much as you possibly can get. Right. Uh, I don't care if it seems obvious that you're stealing, because if your friend then accuses you, that's, very, that's a rude thing to do as a house guest. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you know their true colors. <laughs> yeah. They're the bad person in this situation. At that point. (laughs) Yes. How can I ask you a gift or a curse Uh, question? Oh, yeah, I would love this. I wasn't intending to do this. I wasn't like, I'm going to come here and turn turned. But it just occurred to me. Gift or curse, gift bought in an airport. Oh, interesting. Curse. I, um, 
there's nothing interesting you're ever going to find in an airport. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's always expensive. And uh, what, are, what are we buying in an airport? You can't even go in the duty-free shop, right? You can't I buy anything there. I hate that you can't because I want those giant perfumes. Right. It's a strange alternate universe yes. that you aren't allowed to enter. Right. The beautiful chocolates, the whatever oh the hell they're selling there. And then it's what? Alcohol, cigarettes, uh, perfume, and chocolates, and maybe right. batteries. I don't know. And then we've got the bizarre souvenir store that just has the state printed on everything. Mm-hmm. A Does, sweatshirt with the state, or right, like a snow design. Blow. And then we have a Hudson News. Yeah, we candy lately. Oh, I do like a C's candy. Yeah, but I don't know if it's like special airports. Right, and it's it's only in the boxes. You don't get to select the chocolates yourself, which is part of the fun Mm -hmm. for me. Exactly. Um, But I'm going to say curse. Yeah, okay. I think I'm with you on that. To me, buying a gift in an airport is, oh, shoot, I forgot I had to get something for someone. Right. However, if I may uh, just get something off my chest, years ago, my husband and I went to Hawaii, and we bought one of those boxes of chocolates the hawaiian box of chocolate oh, you know what sure, i mean like a macadamia nut yes like a mac it's like mm-hmm. they're ca- they have they, it's it is so of the place because i think you can only get them all, everywhere at the place but it doesn't look expensive or anything but still for my mom and we got home and gave it to my mom and my brother who was in town visiting said something about oh airport special and oh, i was like what it wasn't an airport special <gasps> It oh, was a drugstore so in Hawaii special. <laughs> How dare you? What's his problem? I maybe he wanted them. I yeah, don't know. I think he did want them. I think what did he like, expect you to bring home? The a, a pineapple right. straight from the Dole plantation, which you can't even bring on the plane. <laughs> yeah, I, a you volcano. can't bring fresh produce. No, I have no idea. But I have carried that around with me for this was in 2014. A long time. Those chocolates are delicious. They're delicious, and all I just need to let oh. everyone know I hope that it you've... wasn't from the airport. Yes, they had them at the airport, but it wasn't because from the airport. Because they're delicious and they're of the place. Yeah. It was from the CVS in Hawaii or whatever plant. <laughs> Pavilion. No, either CVS or Rite. I mean, I swear. I swear. I'm swearing. That's how much I want everyone to know. I bought it ahead you went of time. in a grocery store on vacation. That's a big deal. Thank you. I hope you Thank cut you. off communication with your brother. We no longer speak. <laughs> That's right. I said, you've gone too far. Finally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm on your side, though. Thank you. Thank you. Well, wow. We've done so much. And I've received so much. I've got this beautiful boot. I have the novelty tea. And I'm going to... And a novelty boot. Yeah, novelty. This is a novelty gift uh, that I'm in full support of. Uh, Thank you for being here. I've had such a wonderful time. Thank you for letting me impose like this. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Uh, Listener... The podcast is coming to a close. There's nothing you can do about it other than just let it wind down. Let yourself wind down. Maybe think of a horror movie you can watch tomorrow morning. Uh, and I'll, we'll see you around. Uh, the podcast is over. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? 
yourself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed i said no gifts your presence is presence enough and i already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!